Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about the losers of UFC 288, discussing what is the next fight for them, if they can bounce back or not. So let's get to it with the main event loser, and that is Henry Cejudo coming off of a defeat to Aljamain Sterling for the Bantamweight Championship. Uh, very close fight. Uh, Henry shouldn't keep his head low for this defeat. I know it sucks that he lost this fight after coming back and basically putting his legacy on the line because he was someone who left the game on top and now he's in a position where he's not leaving the game on top anymore if he decides to retire now but there's also the thought of okay maybe i want to continue fighting and try to end on the top like i originally did and sometimes that's not the greatest move because you have a fighter thinking okay just one more so i could get the win and then retire but they never get that win and then they just pile up defeats that truly could happen to henry cejudo so i think he's in a very tough position after this defeat to aljamain sterling he really has to think about what he wants to do personally i think he should call it a career i think there's nothing left for him to prove. He got very close to winning the fight against Aljamain Sterling. Many people argue that maybe Henry did win this fight. But, uh, you know, like I said, you he shouldn't have his, his, his head held down low. He should have his head held up high because, yeah, very impressive. Yeah, it sucks that on his record it's going to be a loss. But, you know, I don't think there's any shame in losing this and then calling it a career afterwards. I think that's the best move. But, you know, there's also the possibility that he doesn't do that. There's a possibility he continues fighting and uh, tries to maybe not only retire on a win, but maybe capture belt in a different division who knows he was talking about wanting to beat Aljamain defend his belt against Sean O'Malley and then move up to 145 to fight Volkanovski and that is a very daunting task which doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anymore but there is a way for Henry to get to that shot at the 145 pound belt and that involves him moving up to 145 and fighting someone first before he gets that shot at the title. Because in my opinion, I think he's only one win away for him to get a shot at the title. So who should he fight if he moves up to 145? And there have been talks. I've seen a tweet of some sort. I think it was on Reddit or something like that. But talks of a matchup between henry and max holloway which how funny would that fight look first of all you're gonna you're gonna have max who will be towering over henry like henry was looking small against aljo i can only imagine against someone like max holloway uh the size difference would be crazy but stylistically that's a very favorable matchup for henry because he can bring max down hold him there I think Max will definitely have the edge on the feet, but uh, Max's uh, kryptonite are strong wrestlers, strong grapplers. And if Henry is able to utilize that in a matchup against Max, I think he could win that fight. And if he does beat Max, there's no doubting him a shot at the title against Alexander Volkanovsky after. So I think that's the best path for him if he is still trying to chase greatness, become a champion again, and become a 4C fighter. Like, if he captures a belt at 
uh, featherweight, he'll become a four-time champion, and that would be absolutely absolutely crazy, especially in the UFC, a three-time uh, champion in three different divisions, like 125, 135, 145. Holy, that that's wild. Um, but do I think he'll be able to, even if he does get past Max, do I think he'll be able to beat Volkanovski? I don't think so. I think Volkanovski is just too good right now. So it, it's a very tough thing. And because of that, because of how difficult a path is to fighting for a featherweight championship i think henry is better off just retiring and calling it a career he's 36 he's done so much already he's even said to himself that i only fight for greatness and fight for accolades and um, getting to the top um his next fight won't be that it will be a number one contender bout if anything and he has to be okay with that because there's also a, a huge possibility he doesn't win that fight. And if that's the case, that's two defeats in a row. And it will kind of be a, it will sour his legacy in a way because he went from leaving at the top to leaving on a two fight losing streak. So very difficult decision, but I say Henry goes with the retirement decision. I think he has proven it all. Now, I want to talk about Henry Cejudo calling out Marab Devalishvili because when I recorded this video, it was back on Sunday and Henry didn't say anything until recently when he tweeted that he wanted to fight Marab. And I like that matchup. I think it's a very fun matchup, but it's a very risky fight. And personally, I'd rather see Henry move up to featherweight and take a risky fight there compared to taking one at 135 and risking a defeat against Marab because, man, if he loses to Marab two defeats in a row at Bantamweight, it's going to be a tough road ahead for him, especially if he wants to move up to 145 and try to do something there. So personally, I don't like the matchup against Marab for Henry, but I do like the matchup itself. I think it's a very interesting fight and I would like to see it, but I don't think it's the smartest move for Henry Cejudo. Now, let's go to the co-main event. Gilbert Burns coming off of a defeat to Bilal Muhammad. Um, sucks. It sucks for Gilbert to lose this fight. 36 years old now, th turning 37 soon. And it's just like, I didn't want to see anyone lose this fight, first of all. But uh, seeing Gilbert lose it, especially with how good he's been looking in this past year, it, se it seemed like, you know, maybe there's just one more shot for him to get to the title but after this defeat I think um I, sadly I think it's done for him you know I think uh his uh his shot at fighting for the belt again is, is over and um there is maybe a slight chance but I think uh, it's gonna be a very hard road and at this age I think uh it, it's done you know that's that's how I see it and that sucks to see but um Gilbert is someone who should also hold his head up high, uh, not only after this defeat, but just in general. I think he's a stand-up guy, a solid fighter, and even though he never became a champion, he's been a top guy uh, for a long time, and he has put on some very impressive performances and fights. So, you know, it, it sucks that... He is someone that is very good, but never was able to capture UFC gold. And I, I think that's going to be the narrative for the remainder of his career. There is a slight chance that maybe he could prove me wrong, but the chances are very slim because at this point, he's going to be 
he's gonna have to be fighting up and comers uh, right now and when i look at this welterweight division of up and comers so he lost to Bilal. gilbert is currently number five maybe he fights the loser of uh leon edwards and colby covington and then whoever wins and if he wins that maybe he could get an extra lifeline and fight for the belt uh there's also kamaru usman kamaru is still available they could have a rematch but i don't know i, I I'm not really too excited about a rematch between those two, but I could see it being made. But even that, see, that's a very tough fight too. Kamaru, um, Colby, Leon, very tough tests. Um, lost to Bilal. Hamzat, he fought, lost too, but Hamzat's not even in welterweight anymore. And then, to be honest, the matchup that I I see the UFC making uh, is between Gilbert and Shavkat Rahmanov because, uh, yeah, you got Shavkat out there right now looking amazing. And uh, the UFC definitely wants this guy to fight for the title soon. Um, and there's two options. You either give Shavkat Kamaru or you give Shavkat Gilbert. And to be honest, I see the UFC leaning more towards giving Shavkat Gilbert Burns and then Shavka gets a shot at the title, or maybe Kamaru afterwards. I don't know. But I think Gilbert will be in that equation when it comes to trying to build up Shavka towards a shot at the title. Because at this point, Gilbert is in a position where it's like the UFC won't mind using him to build up up-and-comers, and that includes Shavkat. So I definitely see a matchup between Gilbert and Shavkat, and I, I don't like his chances in that fight personally. So that's why I just I just don't think Gilbert is going to do it, uh, be able to make another comeback. But if the UFC still has uh, high uh, stock in Gilbert and want to see him succeed, I think they give him the loser of Leon and Colby or Kamaru Usman. Still someone ranked in the top five and can actually get him closer to the title because if he beats Shavkat, very impressive win. Do I think he'll get a shot at the title after it? I don't think so, but who knows? Maybe, maybe that could be the case, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's just, it's not a clear path for Gilbert to a shot at the title right now. I think he needs uh, at least one really good win or max two wins, and then we can start talking about that, but at this point of his career, at this age, it's hard to say that's going to happen so i think what i think is going to happen is gilbert burns versus shafkat rahmanov next we're going to talk about jessica andraj who is coming off of defeat to yan xiaonan and uh you know we don't see jessica in these uh defeats where she gets knocked out like the way she did in this fight um wasn't fighting the smartest it was just basically rushing in and swinging with everything she got and yan caught her and it was expected so um tough defeat for jessica that makes it two defeats in a row for her her last uh, fight was a defeat to aaron blanchfield but that was a fight she took on short notice so it was like okay not too bad and aaron blanchfield is someone who has a lot of potential so it's like okay it is what it is but uh, on to the next and now it's another defeat for jessica jessica andrage against yan xiaonan 
who should she fight next? And uh, let me just see who we have here in the bantamweight, not bantamweight division, in the strawweight division. Um, Jessica Andrade, maybe Marina Rodriguez. Didn't Marina Rodriguez fight on this card? I feel like she did. Yeah, she did. And she lost to Vierna Jandiroba. Um, I think that fight makes a lot of sense. Marina Rodriguez versus uh, Jessica Andrade. Those two haven't fought yet. They're both coming off two defeats. Yeah. That makes the most sense, to be honest. Uh, make that fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I really have to say for that. Um, let's see who's next. UFC 288. We also have uh, Movsar Ivloyev and Diego Lopez. Very impressive showing from Diego Lopez. Uh, the guy gave Movsar a lot of issues in this fight, but ultimately was unable to get the win. But his stock definitely rises up after this uh i can't really say much about him i think you just give him someone unranked and you build him up you give him a fair build up because for him to come in on short notice take this fight save uh not save the card but uh basically uh give mozart the opportunity to stay on the card i think uh the ufc loves that and because of it they will pay him back and give him some opponents where he can build off of and Diego has a lot of promise in my opinion after this showing so I look forward to what he does next but yeah can't really say much about him right now let's talk about Charles Jourdain who defeated Crone Gracie Crone Gracie two defeats in a row now didn't look too impressive in this fight against Charles Jourdain just trying to bring the fight down unable to and because of it you had Charles just basically control the action on the feet for most of this fight so um definitely not an impressive uh, showing from Crone after being away from the sport for how long was it like three years four years how long has it been from for him four years <laughs> you know three and a half years and then uh his last fight was a defeat to uh, Cub Swanson very fun fight but uh wasn't like that against Charles Jourdain and because of that I think this is probably his last fight in the UFC man because uh I don't think Dana was impressed with that either at least what I heard from him in the post-fight press conference it just seemed like uh he was not happy with it so uh, I think that was his last fight in the UFC so there's not really much to talk about there with Crone Gracie uh the last fight I want to talk about the loser I want to talk about <laughs> the loser I feel like an asshole uh the last uh loser I want to talk about on this uh, card is Drew Dober lost to Matt Travola. Uh, crazy first round back and forth, but Matt Travola was able to catch Drew and uh, finish him on the ground. People were saying it was a early stoppage, but um, I don't know. I, I think it was a, a good stoppage, but you could have made, maybe let it go for a little bit more. But Drew got up. He looked wobbly still. It didn't look like he was... Uh, he was good so i was okay with the stoppage big win for matt frivola but for drew dober it sucks because he was looking so good three fight win streak uh gets snapped and uh yeah it seems like he's back at uh square one again you know which sucks because it just seems like he's always in this position where he's gonna break through and then he loses a fight and um now he's in this position again where it's like he's gonna have to fight other unranked fighters again um I'd like to see him like fight someone who is ranked still. I think he deserves that, even though he, he lost this fight. I know, obviously, uh, when you're in a position like this, you have to fight below after. But give him someone in the top 10. Like Maybe give him someone like Hinato Moicano. Um, 
I know Hanato Moikano is coming off a win, but not much uh, we've heard from him as of recent. Uh, was supposed to fight recently, came off of an injury. I don't know what's going to be happening now, but I think uh, a fight with uh, Drew Dober and Hanato Moikano makes sense. Uh, Demir Ismagulov coming off of defeat to uh, Armin Sarukian. That also makes sense as well. Um, these are fights that you could also give to Matt Frivola, but I, I want to see Drew Dober continue to climb the the ladder, even though it's off of a defeat. So if it's not someone unranked, I would say, and not to Moikano, Demir Ismagulov, Dan Hooker. Why is Dan Hooker number 11, man? Um... I'd say Jalen Turner because Jalen Turner is coming off of defeat too, but that's a little bit too high in my opinion. Um, so yeah, Hanato, Demir, or Dan. I think that makes a lot of sense for Drew. But what do you think? What is next for the losers of UFC 288? But that's all I have for now. So I'll see you in my next one. Bye-bye.